Hey everybody, welcome to Monday Night Live in Lexington, you guys. My name is Katherine Kaufman and I'm a psychic medium here in Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome to my Every Monday Night Show. This is where we discover what and who we are in this journey called life. Let me see if I can't get the live stream going here. Uh, I want to be able to see the comments. Uh, let's see, I might as well switch that screen. There we go. Magical Monday to Melissa Begley. Big shout out to Sandra Lee Small, Ina Thompson. Uh, special shout out to Laura Day and Lana Lorraine. Good to see you guys. And Travel Girl over here on Instagram. And AJ R. Russ on Instagram. Good to see everybody. Happy Monday night. And the week is already starting out. <laughs> oh my gosh, you all. We need a break from all this, you know. Hey to Holly Coppinger and Sharon Goff Wilson. Good to see you all. All right. Um, we are going to go into why do ghosts reside at certain locations? You know, why are they there? Why can't they leave? That kind of thing. As far as updates go for today, um, I'm still uploading... <clears throat> you know, classes and stuff to the website. So I'll leave a link after the show in the comments on Facebook so that you can go and see what courses that I've uploaded. There's probably three or four so far and more coming. Uh, there are a lot of courses that I used to have out that I'm going to redo. Hey to Celtic Prepper on YouTube. Good to see you. Um, so looks like it's going to be a really, really busy spring because I'm also going to upload all the mediumship training on the website for you. So if you want to learn how to do that, you can. And, it, and all the information will be there. Um, so everything's going online now. <laughs> I want to dedicate this show to... Um, my cousin, Martha Theobald, my favorite person in the whole world. Wherever you are, Martha, love you bunches. And this show's for you. <laughs> okay, now, as always, if you guys have any questions or if you have an experience that you want to share, please put it in the comments and I will be watching for those here on the Facebook feed. And... On YouTube um, the feed goes so fast on Instagram I can't promise you I'll catch it but I will try so Instagram is over here and YouTube is right there and then Facebook is down here so hey to George McKinney um, so Melissa wants to know are you able to train the practice of animal communication absolutely I absolutely can teach you how to do that. And Sandra Clements, good to see you. Did a little wave there. Um, it is animal communication is part, it's like there's a facet of it that is the same as human. But you have to know, you know, a little bit about kind of the technique of what you're doing, and that's what you'll get on the classwork. Now, let's get into the topic, because this is a really interesting one on why 
ghosts reside at certain locations. So examples of this would be haunted houses, hauntings, cursed locations, but also lucky or sacred sites. You know, there are a lot of sites around the world that are considered sacred. Um, and a lot of people will travel to these sacred sites because they have a special energy. Uh, curse locations have a special energy too, but it's on the other end of the spectrum. And of course, haunted places or hauntings is where you get specific ghosts that are staying at a location for several different reasons. And we're going to take a look at that. Let me check for questions really quick here. <laughs> um, okay, none, so, none yet, but maybe there will be. And don't hesitate to ask a question because sometimes when you ask a question, it really helps a person in the future when they watch the video and they're sitting there thinking the same question. Um, but you know, it's on the record and so they can't ask the question. So if you ask the question and I answer it, it really helps a lot of people that you aren't even aware of. So don't hesitate to ask a question. And I love questions. Now, we have to look at where are spirits located? Like, and that's a question I get a lot is, where are they? <laughs> well, we can't directly perceive them unless, you know, we work on our perceptive abilities and or we use a piece of equipment to detect a person. Hey to Jennifer Rigdon Cash, good to see you. Uh, so ghosts or spirits are located within our dimension. Um, I just lost the feed on the chat, Dagnabbit. That's what I get for touching the screen. <laughs> hey to Mammy Lawson, good to see you. Um, so they are located within our dimension from the folding of the space-time continuum. So the fourth dimension is where spirits are located, and this is folded into the third dimension, just as um, the second dimension is folded into the first and the third dimension is folded into the second. Now, where spirits are located is in the fabric of time, in the fourth dimension, time and folding. And that is folded into the third dimension. So you have to look at time, the effect of movement, the perception breaks down as we approach the speed of light with movement. So what does that all mean? Is that in the fourth dimension, it's an element of time and movement, and there's a folding effect. And you, you probably have watched kind of a sci-fi show where they talk about the folding of space and how we can get long or travel long distances when we fold space and reduce the amount of time and distance that we have to use to get to another place. When we perceive time, this is when it breaks down is when we approach the speed of light. So our movement, if we're moving ourselves, 
time actually starts to slow down and they've proven this okay this is something that they've recreated through you know testing it so when we look at the fourth dimension um, it's movement and folding and that's the state of time so as we move through space and this is Einstein's relatively our motion through space and time are inextricable from one another time or movement and folding both occur now this is important to know because we're looking at locations and the spirit is in this state of motion and folding okay now here's the first instance of why ghosts are at a certain location every memory is electric and it is stored in the neuronal synapses of the body but this electric memory is imprinted on the energy body of the spirit as it leaves the body and so you've probably heard when people say my life flashed before my eyes that is not judgmental or anything like that that's actually information that is downloading onto the electrical spirit body okay so each memory is stored in the quantum field as locations in space time now try to take that in because what spirits can actually do is live within a memory so they take memories that are imprinted on a location or connected to a location in space-time and ghosts can access these locations and they actually exist within a memory creating a state of bliss or a heaven-like state of being this would be some people uh, relate it to sitting on the perpetual beach you know they're actually existing with their consciousness within a memory that is imprinted electrically on the spirit body and in space-time at a location so that's part of why it really kind of throws the ghost or spirit off if you go in and renovate because of the structures of the building that's there it it is an imprint in the environment and when we go and take that down or destroy it we're sort of kind of ruining that memory effect that the person may be connecting with hey to Jessica Flincham and Tammy Settlemeyer and Angela Atkins good to see you so at ghosts at a certain location could be extracting a memory imprint from the building or the area that's there and using that construct as a blissful state of being I'm just looking for questions hey to KYGS writer over here on Instagram NYX Von Hell and Nikki good to see you guys let's see over here hey to Barbara Bacon good to see you awesome so that's the first reason why ghosts are at certain locations because the construct of the quantum field 
at that location can hold uh, access to a memory that they want to relive. So they're actually living within a memory, which is really nice. Can be very, very sweet. Okay, now here's the second thing, which is a traumatic lock or an imprint. Uh, if there's some kind of trauma and the person dies suddenly or uh, they are in a state of uh, shock at the time that this happens, there's a loss of awareness and a person's awareness is what you need to um, be intact or in acceptance of the existence of the state of being. So some people equate death to sleep and you've probably heard that before in a few instances um, where they refer to death as sleep. And it's because it, it can be a dreamlike state and I have encountered this in doing mediumship to where the person who's passed on is not really sure if what they're experiencing is a dream or if it is an actuality. So, you know, then the medium has to go about explaining what has happened and that it isn't a dream. Hey to Lydia, good to see you, and Sherry, and Jen Pollins, good to see you too. So Ina says, can ghosts also attach simply to land that hasn't been built on yes absolutely they can it's the energy of the location Ina uh, if the energy of the location matches what the person is drawn to or is connected with um, automatically that person can be connected to that area you know let's say if if I had a picture of a beach in, in Florida that was really beautiful and that was my idea of heaven. And I just had the picture. If I can connect with the energy waves of that area, I can project myself to that area. And you can practice doing that in astral projection with just a picture of an area. And actually, here's, here's what's even better is the area can change. But if you're connecting with, say, uh, the energy of a previous state, that's in the quantum field and that's in the space-time continuum and you can connect with it still, even if uh, the energy of the place now is changed. Good. That's good, isn't it? Okay, checking for questions here. <laughs> hey, hey to Laura Day. Good to see you. Okay, just making sure everybody is, is uh on the program here okay so back to the traumatic imprint so when i say a person's awareness has to be intact um let's say we have somebody who hasn't ever really thought about death they really don't have any acceptance of the idea and they die traumatically they may really think that they're just dreaming and sort of are stuck in that dreamlike state so uh, this can cause a lot of confusion as the undeveloped consciousness may think that they're only dreaming and they soon will wake up, but that never happens. Since in the fourth dimension, they don't have awareness to know that 20 years have passed because they're in that state of momentum and time unfolding and their perception is like it is the same instant as when it happened. So, 
there's a lot of awareness that has to be dealt with in order not to end up like this if there's a traumatic death or an imprint in the location. So they're sort of stuck in what we call a time loop. Uh, and a time loop is, is a closed time-like curve. We call those CTCs, closed time curves. And they have a lot of theories about it. And this is one of the theories on uh, how they're trying to get a time machine to be constructed is through the artificial development of a time loop. But time loops can happen accidentally and it's through the warping of this time-space continuum that that happens. And so that sort of locks the person into the area or the location. I hope that makes sense to you. Hey to Clinton. Uh, so can you tell if a negative energy isn't a negative energy or vice versa? So Clinton, you have to start practicing with uh, your clairsentient ability and testing it. And I'll tell you why is because a lot of empathic people when they sense extra energy, they automatically will put a negative or a bad label on it. Uh, or let's say they see a dark or a black mist. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's negative or bad. So you have to use your clairsentient ability and test it, you know, test it for good things, test it for bad things, for your perception to make sure that you can sense by feeling, using your empathic feeling, whether or not an entity is good or bad or negative. So, like I said, a lot of clairsentience will sense extra energy and automatically assume that it's bad because it's uncomfortable, because they're not used to evaluating their empathic ability. But if you're used to working with your ability and you're testing it, then you can really determine and delineate uh, positive and negative energies a lot easier. Hey to Yasmin on YouTube, good to see you. I hope that answers your question, Clinton. Hey to Donald, and Sandra wants to know, how do the deceased get out of the time loop? Well, the way that I know is through mediumship and connection with another consciousness that is in that space with them that can communicate reality and if the person will listen to the medium because I've had them argue with me for quite a while about whether or not they were dreaming and whether or not 20 years have passed. That's the only way um, that I know of for a person to get out of a time loop because there's a lot of debate about being stuck in a time loop and not being able to get out. And so that's one of the biggest problems about, you know, scientists trying to make a time machine is you may travel back and have to stay. <laughs> you may be stuck. So um, anyway, let's travel on to some other theories here. Uh, hey to Susan and Lois. Good to see you guys. I'm checking for questions here. Okay, 
The next reason that ghosts stay at a location is um, there are a lot of spirits who were psychic vampires in life. And it does, I mean, just because you die and you leave your body doesn't make you any different, really. There's no magical thing that happens to you once you pass. And so people who are psychic vampires in life are still that way after death. And so these are people who uh, were very needy in life. And these are the kind of people that, you know, they may be friends, but they just wear you out or they'll call you up. And after you deal with them, you're completely drained. And so, uh, or they will be um, users. It could be a user and a user or an extreme manipulator. And so what these spirits will do is remain at certain locations to feed off of living energy. And these are usually high traffic energy areas uh, like hotels, motels, historic tourist sites where there's a lot of coming and going of people and a lot of energy there for um, them to feed off of. It could be that it's a single location uh, with somebody that the person in life fed off of and they continue to feed off of them even though their body is not there. Their energy still needs to feed off of that person. And so what usually happens to the person that's being fed off of is they'll be drained and they'll get sick and eventually they will pass on too. And so that um, person who's the energy vampire will have to seek out a different host or go to a different location. But a lot of tourist places where there's a lot of people will attract spirits that need to feed off of energy. And so if you are out on vacation and you come home feeling horrible, kind of look into, you know, what was the location? Did I go to a haunted location? And, um, you know, did I expose myself to something maybe there is the question. Now, there are two other uh, ways that ghosts stay at certain locations. And this is a happy one. This is like living in a memory. But um, some people will stay at a location simply to be near or stay connected to the inhabitants of the location out of love. Now, here's what, here's what I want to say to you guys. If you have a spirit at your location and you kind of figure, yeah, there's somebody there. Don't get freaked out if all they're doing is making a few noises and maybe dropping something every now and then. Don't freak out. They just want to be near you. And yes, they may piddle with stuff and move stuff and maybe accidentally knock something off. That's not a big deal. Like... If they were actually in the physical standing in front of you and they knock something off of the floor, you wouldn't go berserk. So it doesn't need to be any different just because they've lost their body. Okay, relax. <laughs> Use your clairsentient empathic ability. Feel who it is and say listen to them. Be a little bit more careful. But... You know, don't freak out and call your local paranormal team to come and do an exorcism <laughs> just because 
a picture move. But it's the energy bonds and the energy connections that actually keep them close to you and keep them next to you. And um, it's just, you know how your pets, this is so funny. And a lot of pets do this. When you go to the bathroom, they'll go in there and just sit there and look at you. And just sit there. That's kind of how spirits are. They just want to be where you're at. They want to be in the same space. They want to share in your day. They want to sit next to you while you're drinking coffee. They want to still participate. Even though you can't see or hear them, that doesn't mean that they don't want to be there. They do want to be there. I hope this makes sense to you guys. Hey to Betsy Matthews. Good to see you. <laughs> uh, so, hope this is answering your questions. Here's the last way that spirits stay at locations. Uh, and that is, if you have a portal in your location or, you know, maybe your property or your home has an active portal. Activity at the location can be interpreted as use of a wormhole or portal just to come and go. So if the portal is located in that structure where you're living, then that's going to be a high activity area spirits and other things are going to be coming in and out you know you can try to close that portal but another one can appear just as easily right next to it so i've really found that it's almost best for a person to move it especially if they have a portal inside the home that can make the energy of the home really 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 uncomfortable because you constantly have this extra influx and outflux of energy and you have like um, a folding and a disruption of time within this portal where these spirits are coming and going. So Ina says, should we talk to the spirits who just want to be near us? Absolutely. And I do find that a lot of hauntings that I've dealt with in the past one of the biggest reasons why the spirit is making noise and disrupting things is because they want you to acknowledge that they're there. They want to shake the pans saying, hey, can you hear this? Do you know that it's me? And once you say, I know it's you, you don't have to go rattling the pans in the kitchen, then it stops. Because they're like, okay, they get it. They know I'm here. And I don't have to create a ruckus to get their attention. So I hope that answers your question. Okay, so Laura wants to know, how is it possible to get a crush on a person who has passed? Um, I connected with him at a historical site and I have his picture on my nightstand. Okay, Laura, if you are empathic you are connecting with someone on an energy cord. And if you are resonating in the same frequency as that person, it can be a very strong connection. And I want you to, Laura, go back and watch the video on energy connections after death because energy connections are more important than biological connections. 
Uh, and those are what is everlasting are the energy connections. So if you are resonating in the same frequency as that person, there will be a strong connection to that person through resonant energy. I hope that answers your question. So yes, you can, you can connect with them and I would like to know, actually message me and I can give you a little bit more uh, information on that. Like the historical site might have something to do with why that spirit is still at that location. So Ina says, yes, it does. I talked to a spirit, told him he could stay and we could coexist, but he wasn't allowed to scare me and everything calmed. You know, and another thing, another reason why spirits will do uh, some of that is because let's say they have a message they need to tell someone they will create a ruckus just to get the attention so someone will listen and once you listen then they're okay so it's important to try to see what it is that they're trying to communicate so Laura says it's a powerful energy cord I don't know how it happened he died before I was born yeah, it doesn't matter whether he was alive at a certain time or not. Energy is energy, and connecting with it is so easy. Uh, so, so here I got to explain the show to Claire. Um, these are informational shows. I don't do readings online like this for free because um, when I have a client. Uh, that I work with, I spend the whole hour focusing just on them and their energy to make sure that they have a really good experience, that they get all of their specific questions answered. And I think that, you know, when we, when we give our services away for free, like on Facebook or YouTube, it really devalues the people who support you in uh, paying you for your service um, and your business, they support your business. You know, why would somebody support you in your business if you're giving your service away online for free? So what I do instead is I do informational shows like tonight. And the show is about uh, why ghosts are located in certain places. Why do they stay in certain places? Because that's a question that a lot of people have. And um, so what I do is I give the show for free. All the equipment and everything that's gone into the show uh, is out of my pocket. Time is, is, you know, something that I spend the research on this and presenting it. And so um, that's my way of giving, one of my ways that I give back to the community is by doing the show. And then I save the show on YouTube. And when somebody has the question in the future, I give them a link to the video and they have all this information for free. So there you go. <laughs> Hope that explains it all. Hey to Brandywine. Uh, so Melissa says perhaps a past life connection will be the energy core. Yes, it can. Now past life connections, I don't know if you know, they're stored in the non-conscious. Um, there's even deeper than the subconscious. And so you can access those through anesthesia or through triggers. You know, you can get a trigger that brings up a past life uh, storage that's there. 
You can also access those through certified hypnotherapy. And so, um, you know, you can have a past life cord connection with someone and that can be reactivated now. Like, you know, like Laura, maybe Laura, you were connected with that person in a past life and that's why the energy connection is so strong. But to know that for sure, you'd have to get some hypnotherapy to find out. Hey to Sam Montgomery. So Holly says, I haven't talked to the ghost that lives upstairs, but now that I know I can, how I ask them to please stop taking all of my positive energy since I have lived there. Okay, so that sounds like an energy vampire. Holly, if, you, if you're feeling negative and you're feeling like all the happiness is drained out of you, that's not somebody that you can talk to or reason with. You, then you need to look at, do I need a house clearing or a house cleansing? And do I need to try to get rid of what's up there? Um, so message me about that situation. And I'll see if I've got some references I can get you to help you out now. There's a three-part series earlier in the playlist, um, Holly, that is, um, it's three videos on basic house cleansing. You may want to go back and watch those, and it's got all the information there for you on how to, uh, how to cleanse your property. So Lana says, I know my mom had dementia when she passed. You did mediumship with me and said my mom was quiet. And she was having difficulty, maybe transitioning from ghost to spirit. Yeah, tr if you're having trouble with the transition, um, that can affect the communication. But also, you know, if a person is not a real good communicator in life, there's they're still going to be not a good communicator in death. Now, it can also be the energy of the day because, as you know, certain days of the month have more energy than others and the the communication flows and it is increased so those are like 72 hour periods before a, a full moon or a new moon and so the energy is really elevated and mediumships seem to the communication is easier for me anyway i don't know about anybody else but um, for me, it's easier. So it could have been, and you would have to go back maybe on the, on the calendar, look at the day and see, was it mid-phase within that moon cycle? Maybe the energy was at a lull. Now, I, do, I can tell you that people with dementia, and once they pass, the dementia is gone because the physical is what is corrupted. And so the spirit is almost... Uh, it's almost liberated from that dampening effect of the physical. Uh, so if you have a loved one that has passed on from any kind of Alzheimer's or other type of dementia, don't worry about them. Once that physical corruption is gone, uh, the symptoms of that dementia are gone as well. Holly, <laughs> all my positive energy, man, we need to cleanse that property. <laughs> So Laura says, I need hypnotherapy. Yes. So um, the person that I refer to in Lexington, and this person does 
remote sessions as well, no matter where you're living, is Live Today Hypnosis with Paul Bishop. And I used him myself and sent other family members to him with good results. So that's my recommendation is Live Today Hypnosis. So Brandy says, I'm back for another question because I'm not sure what's happening here. I told you a while ago I could hear my fiance in my dreams, but he wouldn't talk to me. The other night, though, oh, let me go back to this. The other night, though, he talked directly to me and all he said was, Brandy, I finally made it. His face looked like he had ran a marathon or had been through some rough stuff. I've seen a medium four months after he died and she told me he wasn't there yet and that he was walking his path on the other side. He was okay, but not yet at peace. Do you think him telling me he finally made it means he can finally be at peace or he's finally able to communicate? I'm worried about opening myself up to communication through meditation. I did it once, but I think I contacted something I didn't want to, so now I'm scared. Well, um, if he's saying he finally made it, then, and he looks like he's been running a race and having some difficulty, to me that would probably mean that he's finally at peace because it does take a lot of work to be in that state of being where you're at peace. And if he it was somebody who had a rough time with that. So I don't think it's necessarily per se that you open yourself up, especially if you're not comfortable with that. Um, you can always try a, another mediumship and see for sure what that could mean. The only other way is through um, opening up in meditation and trying to delineate exactly what he was referring to. But my feeling is that he was trying to tell you he's finally at peace. So George says, oh, <laughs> George has been to the YouTube channel and probably binge watched. I know that's what people do. They, they message me and say, you know, I found your channel and I binge watched the whole Monday Night Live series. So if you've done that, you've seen my hair go from dark, short and dark to, to long and gray. With So that takes a long time. So that's a lot of videos. So Ina says, that's so comforting as my sister passed from Alzheimer's. Yeah, yeah. As soon as the diseased body is gone, that person is liberated and free of it. And that's, it is good to know. My, both of my parents passed from dementia or the after effects of dementia. You know, in some stages of dementia, the person actually forgets the, how to eat. And that's a sad situation. Um, so knowing that they don't have that dis disability or that crippling effect it can be a relief, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, George. I appreciate it. All right. That's all for tonight. Um, <laughs> hey to Amanda. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, and you know, ways that you can help the show is to give it a like, share the video with somebody you think this would help. You know, if somebody's struggling, um, with something similar to this and you feel like the show would help, 
or maybe there's a different video on the YouTube channel that you found helpful, share the channel link with them. Share the link to the Facebook page um, because that really helps a lot of people. And that's what the show's for. Hey to Scarlett, good to see you. That's what the show's for. It's my way of giving back to the community and still making a living doing professional readings. <laughs> All right. Kisses from Kentucky. And I will see you guys next week. Same time, same place. Be good boys and girls this week. Don't be bad. 